Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 7 of They Made Their Way to the Ring. It's season 1, it's episode 7, and this week I bring to you the only thing better than one diva, two divas. Okay, okay, real talk. I'm talking the nickname given, Slammy Award winning, title sharing, mean girls of WWE, a former Miami Heat dancer, a former school teacher, together two core women's and divas champions. Wait, wait, in the spirit of being hopeful of my next career, I'll do this properly. Making their way to the ring, Layla, Michelle McCall, Laycall. Throwing it back to 2004, we saw Michelle McCall burst onto WWE screens in the second season of the Diva Search Contest. She didn't find great success in this competition, coming seventh place. However, that would be no real reflection on her future career inside the squared circle. She would go on to leave a legendary legacy and frequently make history. Two years later in 2006, the Diva Search returned once more following its success in previous years. Layla, with her British accent, wild hair and bubbly personality, would become a fan favourite in the contest and go on to win, becoming WWE's newest diva on the roster. Both of these divas' respective careers seemingly took opposite paths in their early days, with Michelle being predominantly a babyface and Layla a natural heel. Also, some other memorable talent who experienced the diva search treatment were Maria, Eve Torres, Rosa Mendez, Ashley, Maurice, Christy Hemi and Eva Marie. Michelle was offered a three-year deal with WWE after a Diva Search appearance and would be sent down to developmental for further training. In 2006, she would re-emerge as a heel for a short run as the manager of tag team Casey James and Idol Stevens. She didn't lead the team to gold against then-champions Kendrick and London and would soon have a babyface turn when she partnered with Chuck Palumbo. She was repackaged as an all-American diva who would take on more of an active in-ring role, facing the likes of Melina in her debut, and Ashley, Gillian, and Crystal, to name a few. The Divas division at this point was growing, and while over on Raw, the Divas would be feuding over the Women's Championship, but the women of SmackDown had little to fight for. That was until 2008 when Vicky Guerrero real revealed that at the Great American Bash, two Divas would fight for the opportunity to make history and be crowned the first ever Divas champion. Natalia would be named the first Diva to participate in the match whilst Michelle McCool became the second after earning her shot by winning a Divas Golden Dreams match featuring the rest of the women's Smackdown locker room, Victoria, Maurice, Cherry and Kelly Kelly. The bash came around, Michelle would come to the ring first, Natalia followed next. The crowd wasn't particularly wild for this one. I remember my excitement. I couldn't believe we were getting a second women's title. Michelle and Natalia would go on to have a great match, but it would be Michelle who came out on top, locking in a brutal heel hook on Natalia, making the queen of submission tap out, and she was crowned the first ever Divas champion. Michelle would have a first Divas title run as a babyface, holding the title for 158 days until the December 26th edition of SmackDown, where she would defend the title against number one contender Maurice, with Maria a special guest referee. A slight distraction by Michelle questioning Maria's counting abilities would allow Maurice to take advantage and deliver a devastating kick to the back of her head, and she picked up the win. One, two, three, and no! Divas champion, 
Maurice. After the match, McCool turned on Maria, delivering a beatdown, introducing the audience to a new change of character with a more vicious side. Over the coming weeks, Michelle would be seen attacking backstage correspondent Eve Torres, her tag team partner turned long-term rival Victoria, and once again a return in Maria, setting up another match between the two. The next few months went by with teasers of Michelle McCool and Layla teaming together and it wouldn't be long before the duo were taking over the women's division on both brands. So briefly, taking it back once again, in January 2007, Layla would be moved from SmackDown, her first official home after her, after her huge Diva Search win and get a first real push on the opposite brand, ECW. She would be part of a Diva faction known as Extreme Exposé, which featured fellow Divas Kelly Kelly and new signee Brooke Adams. The three Divas would be seen dancing and showing their assets to the live audience week after week with little in the way of in-ring competition. The most notable match the three were involved in was the SummerSlam Battle Royal that Beth Phoenix won. Actually, another memorable moment for the trio was being featured in Timberland's music video for his single, Throw It On Me, alongside fellow divas Tori Wilson, Maurice and Ashley. Remember that one? I do. A storyline angle would come around in the summer of 2007, which saw longtime superstar The Miz own the contracts of Extreme Exposé. Kelly would be seen tangled in a strange friendship with Balls Mahoney, leaving Layla and Brooke showing heel traits. But this wouldn't last long as Brooke shortly after was released by the company. This left Layla and Kelly to go on and experience their first major in-ring feud, occasionally bringing in divas from the opposing brands. Layla could be seen teaming with Victoria and Lena Yada, remember her? I quite enjoyed her heel character, and to be honest I expected something of an in-ring run before her release, and they took on Kelly and her choice of partners Michelle McCool and Cherry. This feud with Kelly would last the rest of the year and break into 2008 where it was suddenly dropped as Layla was drafted to Raw. Upon her Raw arrival, she aligned herself with the King of the Ring winner and one of the best minds in the business, William Regal. The two Brits were quite the pairing. He brought out the villain in her and she was there at ringside when he defeated Santino for the Intercontinental Championship and then teamed with him for a mixed tag match against rivals CM Punk and Mickey James. This couple worked. They had chemistry, a potential, in my opinion, to make waves. But as the story goes with Layla, it was suddenly dropped. And again, she was left without anything to do. That was at least until she got drafted back to SmackDown, her original roots, where she paired with Michelle. And come June 2009, we had the beginning of Lay Cool. And nobody could envision what the future was about to hold for this pair. On a side note, did you know Michelle McCool, with the help of Tori Wilson, pitched to management the idea of a Divas title for the SmackDown brand? One idea I'd say worked out well. I think I mentioned before, straight up miss in my opinion was not having Tori as Divas champ. I'd personally have had her as the first title holder. It would have been a nod to her lengthy career. Definitely something she deserved. So I ran a Twitter poll asking fans who was the favourite of these two divas and to no surprise the winner was Michelle McCool. While I have to say I loved her in-ring work, I always preferred Layla and I thought she was better on the mic but that's why it worked so well. Michelle brought the physicality and the athleticism and Layla brought the mic skills and the drama. I always think Layla's best facial expressions were the eyes. Head on over to the 12 Diva tag match of Backlash to see what I mean. And I swear, I do those eyes so good. Even 
even better than Layla, so I've been told. That's a legit Lakeo fan fact for you. Toward the end of 2009, Lakeo really started to pick up momentum. These two divas would be branded bullies. They would love to remind everyone of their own beauty, whilst targeting every other diva on the roster and attacking their looks and accomplishments. In October of 2009, Michelle was the women's champion and Mickey James would be drafted over to SmackDown. In Mickey's first match, she would face Layla and, of course, win. The following month, Bragging Rights would be the next pay-per-view stop. Michelle snubbed Mickey and chose her partners Beth Phoenix and Natalia to take on Kelly Kelly, Gail Kim and the Divas champion Melina. On the 6th of November edition of SmackDown, Michelle and Layla would confront Mickey backstage to tell her she wasn't welcome here on SmackDown to pack her belongings and hit the road. But, in true Mickey fashion, she stood up to the pair informing them that she will be coming for Michelle and the Women's Championship to boot. This rivalry would set up Survivor Series, a 10 Diva tag match. Alicia Fox, Gillian, Beth Phoenix, Layla and the leader, Women's Champion Michelle McCool to take on the Divas Champion Melina, Gail Kim, Eve, Kelly Kelly and their leader, Mickey James. Back to SmackDown and Layla and Michelle would torment Mickey for weeks. They came out during a match with Natalia, cutting up her ring gear, causing Mickey a loss. Lakeul then stepped up their attacks when Mickey beat Layla once again. Michelle appeared on the Tron and would make fun of Mickey's weight and a backwards farming background and come up with the nickname Piggy James, singing her version of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. This reduced Mickey to tears in the ring. The story continued trending and gave people very mixed views, some branding it too far and quite frankly disgusting. While I do see where they came from because bullying is never ever okay, it was only a storyline, it was just material and I think as long as the one taking the hit can and is happy to handle it then all is okay in my opinion. Going into 2010, Beth Phoenix, another SmackDown star, would be brought into the mix. She had a match with Mickey and Lakeul decided to sit ringside and cheer on the Glamazon. They knew better than to mess with Beth, so decided to try and get her on side. But this didn't quite go to plan. Mickey was taking the lead and Michelle jumped on the apron to cause a distraction. She delivered an ill-timed big boot to Beth by mistake and Mickey picked up the win. To try and make amends, Lakeul would beat down Mickey in the ring after the match, but Beth chased them away. Deciding then to get some payback on Mickey too, she hit a huge glam slam. I must add, what a move this is. Not many sell it incredibly well, but Mickey, she always did. The following week, Beth would face Layla in a one-on-one -on -one match and win that too, but Michelle would interfere after the match and the pair would attack Beth with Mickey making the save. Reversing roles from the previous week, Mickey then decided to attack Beth, making things only fair. On the 22nd of January, Lakeul held one of the Divas' biggest, unforgettable upset segments in history, a leaving party for Mickey James. They brought the mics, they brought the cake, and Layla dressed up in a fat suit, mimicking Mickey, and their pair would mock Mickey until her and Maria stormed the ring to confront them for simply what they were doing. This would evidently be Lakeul's first turning point as in January at the Royal Rumble, James beat M Michelle in under a minute, winning the women's title after a distraction from Layla. Come February of 2010, the third member of Lakeul will be introduced and seen weekly on TV by their side, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! 
This came after Mickey accidentally humiliated her in a backstage segment and for that, Vicky placed her in a handicap non-title match. Vicky would be seen interfering on behalf of Lacole during their singles and tag team bouts using her general manager and official consultant powers. She would award herself the role of special guest referee in Michelle's match with Mickey for the Women's Championship, a rematch from the Rumble where McCool would win, thanks in part to Layla and Vicky. With Mickey now out of the picture, the Manazon, sorry, Lacole's words, not mine, Glamazon was back in feud with Lacole, introducing Tiffany to the story too. This would lead to WrestleMania where we would see a 10 Diva tag match and Vicky would go on to get the pinfall where she pinned Kelly Kelly and beat a host of other babyface divas that Lacole had targeted. As previously discussed in the last episode, Beth would take on Michelle at Extreme Rules in, a, in an extreme makeover match and win. But merely days later, Vicky would announce Michelle would elect to use her automatic rematch clause and the match would be a first ever, a handicap match for the women's title in Beth's hometown of Buffalo, New York, which she would lose. But it would be Layla who would get the win and become the first ever British and Diva Search winner to be women's champion. This moment is one of my favourite moments in wrestling history. I popped hard for Layla. Her in-ring improvement was outstanding and she deserved a payoff. Do you agree that Layla was right for the victory or would you have had Beth retain? Wow. That's a lot of Lake Girl history that we've covered already. We've now entered the sort of tag team title sharing phase of Lake Girl. They would refer to themselves as core women's champions and would be seen with two women's championship belts. That's right, one each. But SmackDown general manager Teddy Long would have none of this. He ordered that the duo would only have one belt, they had to relinquish the second and only one diva would hold the title. They gave up one title as asked, but played tug of war with the other. The title belt split in half and the pair would carry half of the women's championship belt each. A scene I don't think had ever been done in the women's wrestling world before. It was very clever, I loved the story. But who did you prefer as the champ? Did you want Michelle or did you want Layla? Or like me, were you happy with half the belt each? I also loved their iconic phrases, you know the ones. Flawless! And you're the champ. No, you're the champ. We're both champs. Yeah, I just wanted to do that for you. Let me know your thoughts and favourite moments on Twitter after the episode. As mentioned in Melina's previous episode, Lekul would, would go over to Raw to feud with the Raw Divas roster and the Divas champion and would challenge her to a title unification match at Night of Champions. I think this is the third time I've mentioned this, but it's, it's relevant, trust me. Melina agreed under one condition that the match would be a Divas Lumberjill match. Layla stood around the ring with the other divas mood-stricken. After earlier segments would show an apparent falling out between Lacole over who would face Melina, Michelle was going to defend the title even though by rights Layla was the official champion. But nevertheless, Layla's interference cost Melina the match and the divas had been fooled. It was all a plan for Lacole to become the unified divas champion. Much like the women's title belt, both Divas would be seen coming to the ring with a Divas title belt, each. This welcomed a new feud, a new contender, the Queen of Hearts, Natalia. Both Layla and Michelle had faced Natalia in singles competition, defending the Divas Championship successfully, but she would get another shot at Survivor Series, much like Beth's match in a two-on-one handicap match, and to everyone's surprise, and mine included, she won. I didn't expect it with the high Lay Cool was on, but I was here for it. I'd always liked Natalia from the start. 
Michelle and Layla had made history. Michelle first, being the first diva to hold the women's and divas championships, but Layla would achieve this accolade further down the line too. Some other great moments for Lay Cool and for you were winning a clean sweep at the Slammy Awards, doing their own commentary on their own match on Raw against the Bella Twins, having a match against women's wrestling legend Mae Young. Do you remember that? The turning of singles titles to almost tag team titles and the infamous breakup which led to a loser leaves WWE match between the pair which I'll now lay out for you. No pun intended. <coughs> Layla's finisher. 2011 marked the end of Lay Cool after a two year run. The previous months had seen the breakdown of Lay Cool. It began to unfold. Michelle thought she was more successful without Layla that her only talent was to cause the team loss after loss. They endured ringside and backstage fights weekly, attended couples therapy, and we all remember how that turned out. It was too late to rekindle the once hugely successful tag team, and eventually Layla would snap back. Finally. She attacked Michelle on the 25th of April episode of Raw during the supplemental draft. A Divas match would see Layla face Eve, the winner getting a draft pick for their respective brand. Michelle made it her business to come to ringside during Layla's entrance and as Eve was taking the lead during the match, Michelle caused a distraction informing Layla that she needed Michelle in her career. Eve then countered and pinned Layla with a roll-up. After the match, Michelle slapped Layla but Layla came right back with a slap of her own. She ran Michelle right into the barricade, repeatedly hitting her head into the wall. But that wasn't it. Picking her back up, she slammed Michelle onto the apron, crying, I'm sick of this, Shell, I'm sick of this. She threw McCool right over the announce table, and that was that. WWE booked Michelle as the obvious winner going into the match at Extreme Rules, and an earlier segment in the evening showed Layla say almost a goodbye as she apologised to the Divas backstage for everything she had done to them. It was long-time rival Kelly Kelly who was forgiven. She extended the olive branch and wished Layla good luck and said the Divas didn't like her, but they liked Michelle a whole lot less. I remember experiencing actual panic at this point, like legit heart palpitations, simply at the concept that Layla could be leaving WWE forever. Like, I wasn't ready for that. The match was very back and forth, near pinfall after near pinfall. A faith breaker nearly costed Layla the match, as did a layout for Michelle, but it would be a reversal roll-up that would secure Layla the win, and it was bye-bye for Michelle. But as we know now, more of a bye-bye for now, not forever. I loved this match. It was the right closure and payoff the fans deserved. I, I was happy with it. What did you feel should have happened, or were you content with the ending of Laycool? Michelle would leave WWE with four championship reigns under her belt, but would be seen again further down the line in the ring. It wasn't until she'd gone I appreciated how good Michelle was. The division was suddenly lacking some life, some depth. With both members of Lay Cole gone, it was time for a new era, a new era of karma. It was a great time to bring this talent in. She was the baddest heel, a monster. It's just a shame it didn't quite go as planned. I think with Karma leaving too, it prematurely opened the door for a new set of heels, the Bella Twins. Layla would go on to have singles success, winning the Divas Championship from Nikki Bella exactly a year later at the same pay-per-view she event at the same pay-per-view event she ended a former BFF's career and sustained an injury at Extreme Rules. 
Layla would then be embroiled in a triple threat storyline with Caitlyn and Eve and would ultimately lose the Divas Championship to the latter. Layla's only other significant story from this point was her heel turn. She teamed with crazy rising star AJ Lee to make Caitlyn's career difficult. From this point, Layla would seem to fade into the background. She had a good couple of matches on main event against Emma and Paige, but armed with a new bob haircut, yep, the bob. I know, I feel like whenever a diva goes down the bob route, a career is coming to an end. Uh, watch out, Natalia. Layla retired in 2015, hanging up her boots and vowed her time in wrestling was done. And she has remained true to her word. I for one would love to see a Royal Rumble return for Layla. A brief unison with Michelle and a lay cool spot or tag team title match. I think had the tag team titles been around back in the day, these two could, would and should have been the longest reigning tag team champions for sure. Michelle, on the other hand, has returned on many of occasions, the all-women's pay-per-view event Evolution in a Battle Royal and several Royal Rumble matches. The first in 2018 and more recently this year's 2023 Royal Rumble, where Michelle again made history. She had fans fooled on Twitter claiming she'd not had the call to be part of the match, which was in part true, but nine days before the call came. The Rumble was literally down the road and she entered from the front row where she was spectating with her children in the crowd. Michelle had another huge talking point on that much match. She didn't sport her usual ring attire. She wrestled in Uggs. Uggs, man. That woman can do anything. I like to try and end these episodes with my opinion on how these women changed the women's wrestling world and what their contributions were. So I think I speak for many when I say they're shone a singles talent without a doubt, but they really made the tag team division relevant. This allowed for talent, either mid-card or rarely used talent, to get some TV time and step into the ring. These women poured their hearts into their business and they gave the fans the only thing they asked and paid for, entertainment. I'll say it again, for $9.99 a month guys, go back. Go back to the 2009 to 2011 era of the Divas. Watch it, feel it, relive it. I guarantee after this episode, you'll appreciate even more what Lakeville did for us Diva stands. I often mention the Hall of Fame too, and I do feel for tag team contributions and singles accomplishments, both Layla and Michelle should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. There are so many possible candidates who could induct them, but I think a fitting woman or two would be Vicky Guerrero and or Mickey James. Who do you think would deserve the honour? So that wraps up another episode. Remember, it's available on Anchor and Spotify. Please go over to Twitter and chat with me there. Tell me your thoughts, give me some feedback, but most of all, just enjoy this product. You'll find me at Slee underscore Ryan on Twitter. And I've been your host, and I'll see you next time as we round down to the end of season one of They Made Their Way to the Ring. Ding, ding, ding.